Your Newcastle. Welcome to Your Newcastle. This episode, we are talking all things tourism, travel, attractions, destination marketing. We have the wonderful Anita from the city of Newcastle that works in our marketing team with tourism and product development. And we also have the fabulous young entrepreneur. Welcome, Mr. Ogden of Newey Rides. Thank you very much for inviting me along. Tell us a little bit about what your role is in terms of the broader tourism and also what you're bringing to Newcastle with Newey Rides. Sure. Newey Rides kind of originated with an idea of providing a really good authentic experience to get people on a bike whether they're locals or visitors to come and check out Newcastle so it's extremely important to sell Newcastle as an amazing destination for people to travel to and I think City of Newcastle and you know the greater bodies involved have played a really great role in encouraging people to come along I feel like we've given them a great product to come and visit and see but if we can get them to return is kind of where I feel like my job needs to be is providing that compelling reason for people to come back. You've already moved on to the next phase in terms of having a great product in Newey Rides and those tours around Newcastle by bike. And you've moved on to, well, we've got to get them back again. And there's sort of really different parts of where we are at in terms of tourism in Newcastle. What we have been doing, particularly over the last five to six years, is really working hard on an events-led tourism product in terms of trying to change the mindset of how people think of Newcastle outside of Newcastle and using large events and those images and that time in Newcastle having fun and enjoying activities as a way to sort of genuinely shape Newcastle in people's minds outside of Newcastle in a different way. Now we all know how wonderful this city is because we live here, we work here, we're passionate about it. But Anita, you've been working sort of really at the coalface for council with people like Ben and other operators throughout the city that have come to Newcastle, seen the opportunity and started their businesses really around that missing bit of product development that we've had in Newcastle for quite some time. Tell me a little bit about your work. Sure. So speaking to the events segment that you just mentioned. Yes, we're trying to be an event-led city, but of course, a big part of that, as Ben mentioned, is having people come back. You know, they come here for one of our big events. They have a great time and they really realise how much is here beyond that event. So it's a really good opportunity for us to have those products and the experiences in the city for people to really get a full understanding of just how much is here and then plan to come back, you know, in school holidays or over Christmas or whatever that might be. That goes for people visiting friends and family and people who are experiencing it for the first time as well. When it comes to product development, Council has invested a lot of time and energy over the past 12 to 18 months in that product development space, which includes the product development mentoring program, which Ben was a participant in. And we had 15 businesses undergo about six months of one-on-one business coaching, which was really tailored to their business. And it gave them the opportunity to realize the opportunities and those spaces where they could work in the tourism industry and attract tourists and visitors to their business. 
for example, we had businesses that were existing tourism businesses. They've been around for quite a few years and it gave them the opportunity to really refocus and reprioritise their business and how they can work in that space. It was such a wonderful program. Mm. Having been on council for a while and really getting the new council over the last six years and the new team at council to really support tourism and events in the city, it's never been easy, but I think we've really pulled it off with some, you know, mix of, you know, good weather, but also amazingly hard work behind the scenes and having people like Ben participating in those programs. But a couple of other businesses like Mitch Revs as a local artist and gallery, Baked Uprising, who have an amazing local product in bakery items and bread and cakes and pastry probably need no introduction. I think that's what I've loved about seeing us working with local operators in terms of that work and really trying to bolster up our local people that have that great offering for us as locals and then actually saying to them, look, your product is so amazing and it's so authentically Newcastle, you should open parts of your business and your offering up to visitors to Newcastle. And, you know, Urban Hum comes to mind. It's just been a, and some really good local operators like Coast XP that are doing the coastal water tours. It's been a really good learning curve and I think a really good way we've been able to support those local businesses really develop into that market. There are a couple of other things that Council is doing, Anita, with our new destination management plan. And I'm really interested from your take in a really operational level, how you see that now influencing the future of tourism in the city. So it's our four-year plan, takes us through to 2025. And there's several key themes in that, which we've developed in consultation with our industry and with the community and worked with operators as well. So it's really exciting to have that plan to help us prioritise how we can help our operators and really bolster them up, like you were saying, to become the face of tourism, the director of first impressions on the consumer level, which is really exciting and you know, working with our industry to really deliver that plan across the next few years. It's a really multifaceted approach and as it should be with, you know, every industry sector, we've always had not a lot of vacancy rates really throughout the city of Newcastle, but we've got two five-star hotels. One's about to open in the Kingsley Hotel and one is under construction, the QT, to come into the mix of our accommodation here in the city of Newcastle. That must be a huge relief to people like you, Ben, Operating Nui Rides. Is that giving you confidence for the future? It's hugely exciting. I think that's one thing that Newcastle has lacked and it's kind of tapping into that different you know, market segment. So, you know, the, the, maybe the wealthier traveller that, that goes into five-star hotels or those corporate travellers that have a business policy that they need to get into those five-star hotels. I think, you know, it opens up for people like me as a tourism operator. It's amazing. I can get more people riding my bikes. But, you know, as you suggested, like people like Baked Uprising and Mitch Revs, whether they know it or not, they're a big part of the visitor economy. So they're going to get much more exposure from, from those guests staying in the hotels. And I'm keen to have a drink in that shiny new bar up the top as well. So it looks good. Good, good for locals it? as well, yeah. Yeah, once a city administration centre that was mildly dysfunctional, now an amazing <laughs> tourism offering for the city. What a transformation. Absolutely. I think it's a symbol of what Newcastle is today through some really tough decision making. I've always seen tourism through the lens of if you make a city great or a place great for locals to live in 
and they love living there and, you know, they have access to good jobs, good services, good amenity, then people want to come and experience what it is like to be a Novocastrian. You know, like when you travel and when we all travel, you want to go and experience what life is like for a local and being able to access services like Nui Rides and those sort of products, whether it's Urban Hum and some great local honey collected from the rooftops of different buildings, it's really an authentic experience in Newcastle. Your Newcastle, your podcast. Got feedback or suggestions for us? Connect via the podcast link at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. I would love to know a little bit more about Nui Rides and how the idea came about to you and how you took that leap. You're a pretty young operator and it's pretty impressive what you're doing. And also, furthermore to that, what's the average person like that comes to ride your bikes and tour around Newcastle? Great. I started a tourism business in the height of the COVID pandemic, which is probably absolute madness to think of. But I found myself riding my bike on the Fernley track 300% more than I usually would. And I started to grab a bunch of bikes, strip them down and start fixing them up. And I realised I'm not originally from Newcastle, I moved from Sydney two years ago, but I found to all my Sydney friends, I was telling them how great this city was. So I ended up becoming this great advocate for Newcastle, started riding my bike 100% more. So how can I tie all this together and, you know, potentially show friends, family and maybe visitors to come along and I can let them experience like my version of Newcastle. So my version of Newcastle is what I try and incorporate into those tours. So whilst we've got this amazingly well-documented coastline and, you know, surrounding national parks, people know about international wine region 45 minutes away and this amazing place. But what people probably don't know about so much is the the cultural scene, although, you know, we've got a coffee scene that rivals Melbourne's and probably locals that are more obsessed about where they drink it, perhaps. But, you know, we've got this amazing place here, all these amazing local businesses. So I try and tap into a bit of that, definitely showcasing, you know, the likes of Styx Brewery or Distilling Co. and and those kind of guys that that are out there operating in the suburbs. So it's not all about this coastal environment and the beaches and stuff, but... And we try and get them to, you know, really showcase the fabric of what Newcastle is um, is becoming, you know, as it a, as a drops its steel city image. It's an amazing, authentic experience by the sound of it. And something that we would do as local Novocastrians in and ourselves. Sometimes, you know, pick up and borrow a bike. I know I've done that a few times and have a bit of a ride around with friends. And you've really packaged it up and made it inviting. Just a great example of the changes in Newcastle. You moving here, having a great idea, having the framework to do that our who knew campaign is something that we're taking to market and tell us a little bit more about it sure so our who knew campaign has been in market over the previous few months and is going out again later this year it really focuses on that surprise element of newcastle we hear this anecdotally all the time and our research backs it up that people are always so surprised at what's on offer. They didn't know that there was new rise. They didn't know about all the amazing restaurants, bars, gigs and major events. And the campaign really plays into that and really demonstrates what is on offer. And we're working with our stakeholders to make sure that there's some conversion opportunities there and to get that awareness and perception change about what Newcastle has been and what it is now out to those really targeted markets. That sounds fantastic because we all know, but you do know that other people don't know. Is that right? That's, That's right. right. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah it's, it's, it's up to us to yeah, educate. Educate, aware. It's all about the communication. 
station, isn't it? That's it. That's exactly right. It's your Newcastle. Access all our services and resources at newcastle.nsw.gov.au. It's been a really challenging time for the industry across the world. Probably one of the most challenging times for this industry in modern history. In the middle of a global pandemic, there has been a time when there's been no flights flying anywhere or barely getting people back to Australia where everyone wants to be at the moment and really looking at how we can kickstart that international travel again and what that looks like for the future of not only Australia but the rest of the world. And we're still probably a couple of years away and also have to look at it from the mindset of it's likely to never go back how it was. And it's also given this interesting boost to our domestic market. At the airport, for example, working towards becoming a truly international airport in Newcastle, on that step change and during COVID, the airport's introduced a whole range of new domestic routes like flying to Cairns, which I think is a really important tourist destination. And obviously airlines and the like think the same. So being able to add those domestic legs onto the airport here obviously also opens up future opportunities that really tie in with our new goals through our destination management plan. Anita, given that prior to COVID, tourism and the visitor economy was worth around a billion dollars just to the city of Newcastle, 5,000 jobs at the same time. What do you see COVID being able to influence positively about the future of tourism in the city? I think for domestic tourism, this is a great opportunity for us to really showcase what Newcastle has to offer to our own backyard. That also includes locals. I think over the last 12 months, we've really seen locals get out and experience the city and some of the products that you just mentioned, like Ben, like Urban Hum, Coast XP. And that's been really fantastic to see locals get out and about in their own city. But more broadly than that, across domestic tourism, working with our stakeholders, working with our partners like Newcastle Airport and supporting those new routes and working on those campaigns with them really shows our investment and our dedication to that promotion of the city. And we've got a number of campaigns and media partnerships out in region. Some of those really targeted markets that we've already identified, like families, regional New South Wales into Melbourne and up north into southeast Queensland as well, to really, like I said, showcase what's on offer in the city and really build our reputation as a leisure destination. We're really well known for business events. Like you said, we have low occupancy rates during the week and really building that reputation as a leisure destination is is fantastic. And it's a great opportunity to do that now and really focus on it. I think you've really touched on an interesting component of Newcastle. People probably don't realise that we didn't have a problem with filling rooms in Newcastle for many, many years because people haven't often seen us as a leisure destination. It's not the place where you go ride a bike around or have dinner or, or you know, invite friends up from the weekend. You might have traditionally gone, oh, I might go to the Hunter Valley for the weekend or I might go to the Bay for the weekend. But we have seen that step change and I think it's driven through young people going, this is a cool urban environment, great coffee, easy to get around, some really great entertainment and night spots mixed in with a very authentic city vibe that has a coastal theme because we are a historic city on the coast, but you don't have to be in the water or on the coast to experience that vibe in Newcastle. And that's where those events 
and festivals come from. Having, you know, WSL and, you know, the world surfing here, being able to showcase those national and international motor racing sports like supercars, it's given an opportunity to beam those iconic images of Newcastle to a national and international audience. We've had a huge success also in our inaugural cultural festival that we ran during COVID, the first arts and cultural festival to run during the pandemic in the country with great success. And I think those pillars are working together in the city, you know, working with our young entrepreneurs and operators, working with local government and having a you know, really engaged active events team and marketing team has got the opportunity for us to all sort of unite and come together and sell Newcastle as a great place to visit. And what I'm finding, and I'm not sure, Ben, if you're finding the same thing, people are doing that through Newey Rides and operators like you and your friends And then they're like, hmm, this is really cool to visit, but I could see myself living here. Also an effect potentially mixed in with being in a pandemic that we've had very little personal effect here from COVID-19 in the city of Newcastle. Different to capital cities, different to the rest of the world. Are you seeing friends of yours saying, hey, mate, I'm following you up the M1 to Newcastle? Right. So I know, especially on my tours, I'll wrap up a tour and we'll, we'll sit down and have lunch. A lot of the people are often from Sydney or Melbourne that come and do the tours. They, uh, we, we have a conversation about real estate prices. I'm not a real estate agent. I don't know anything <laughs> about it. But we talk about, you know, perhaps different suburbs and things and they're kind of really minds ticking over. Typically, the people I have are anywhere between mid to late 20s all the way up until, of, you know, I think the oldest person was 65 on my bike. So everyone's kind of ticking, thinking of maybe let's, let's make a move. Let's, yeah, let's take it up the M1 and, yeah, maybe potentially go coastal, come to Newcastle. I think that's a really interesting byproduct of really supporting our tourism operators, really supporting the industry. It works in conjunction with a whole step change in how people see Newcastle from a potential place to live, invest and work, not only just to visit. I know there's probably cities or places around the world where we've all travelled where you could go, oh, I can imagine living there. Sometimes I'm like, I just can't speak the language, but imagine if I could. Do you have one of those places, Anita? Yeah, there's a few. I think Bath in the UK is is one for me. But I think you summed it up really well in saying basically people want to visit where people want to live. And I think Newcastle is, is one of those places. 100%. I think you summed me up better, Anita. I'm going to use that. Can I use that? Actually, your words. (laughs) (laughs) You wrote it down. I love that. It's a good line. It's your line. (laughs) I'm going to say it's our line. What do you think, Ben? Where's where's one of your favourite places? I've always been a huge fan of Bangkok. Just for you've got this such mix of sky rise versus to a you know a street economy and as you said before but with the language I'd be completely lost so yeah some of the words are really long and hard to pronounce mm. but yeah it's a fun city it's been a while since I've been there could you maybe get some tuk-tuks and mix in a tuk-tuk term? Yeah, could, yeah, could do that. Give them a, a custom Newcastle paint job like the, that's on the bikes. But yeah, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. I think that was the fun that I had many, many years ago when I was once young in Bangkok. <laughs> but I'm sure that everyone is going to have fun riding on Newy Rides. And let's just say it's not just for visitors, it's for locals too. So if you're a local Novocastrian, 
look Ben up and get on some new rides tours. They sound amazing. I'm going to get myself on one. Have you been on one, Anita? I have. Had a great time. Oh, really you're good. You're luckier than me. I, I even went somewhere that I hadn't been before, so that was good. Oh, where did you go? Sticks Brewery ah, over in Carrington. Yeah. Cool. Now, Carrington. Fantastic spot. That is a one cool suburb. Absolutely. Agreed. And if I had my time buying a house again, I'd probably look at doing it in Cairns. It's easily my favourite suburb in town. It's really cool. It might be hard to get in there these days. <laughs> I'm sure. But it's always good if we can make sure we continue our infrastructure delivery, cycleways and the like, that it can be easy to get to. But it is surrounded by water. It's almost got its own little moat, but it's right next to the city centre. But that's can be said for almost most of Newcastle. The livability is high, and I think that gives us a lot to work with here. And you can see that investment and that attraction to the city. Feeling social? Follow City of Newcastle on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and LinkedIn. Some of the bigger infrastructure pieces that we talk about in the destination management plan really look at how we can increase the size of conferencing facilities, how we can actually increase the places to hold events, they really need to refresh the Broadmeadow precinct in terms of that offering around the entertainment centre, be able to attract big events back again and make sure that we are still really on that national sporting calendar, which we've also worked really hard on, you know, getting the Wallabies back here, getting the Matildas here and doing what lots of Novocastrians love besides coffee and art and culture. They love their sport. So I think there's a few really big ticket items we can work on, but it's really good that that fine grain work, that product development work and that one-on-one work is happening, I think, with our local entrepreneurs, both young and old to actually bring Newcastle to life. And we get to see the city through their eyes when we go on one of their tours or take on one of those experiences. Are there any other big ticket items that you, Anita, or you, Ben, would like to see happen for tourism in the city? I know personally, and I think getting the plan right from the start, which, you know, you guys are doing an amazing job at, but it's kind of up to operators like myself to reach out to a lot of other operators and encourage that collaboration. I think a lot of people have made a really good effort of doing that during this COVID pandemic, but I think it's just taking those initiatives and taking those steps to act on some of those great things that you guys have got in the pipeline and take advantage of it and just kind of really lean into it and then see where it goes. And I think that's how we're going to, you know, become a, you know, much more compelling destination to visit for people. I would also echo those thoughts that collaboration at the operational day-to-day level is so important that we can reach out for those bigger ticket items and support our operators and our industry and stakeholders and partners along the way. And then that way, those foundations are really strong and gives us that opportunity to keep growing. And that's one thing I think we're really great at in Newcastle is doing the collaboration piece because of the scale and size and just the culture we have created in the city to have that you know really open collaboration, even if people are working in a competitive commercial industry, that we're here as local government to support that. You know, We want to collaborate. None of the big events come here without collaboration with the state government and other levels of government and those types of events. And that is so important that we're all working together. And that is really the cornerstone of the the new destination management plan. And I think everyone has it right. If we can continue to collaborate, we can get those outcomes that we want. Thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today about Nui Rides, about your ideas with tourism, Anita, about the work you're doing at the Coalface for Council. It's so appreciated. And hopefully we'll get to catch up again and there'll be thousands of Nui Ride bikes through the city. Let's hope so. 
Thank you. Thank you. That's your Newcastle. If you enjoyed this podcast, please rate and review us wherever you listen. 